Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. So I, uh, this morning, I, I have less of a sermon and more of a thought that I want to walk through with you guys. So uh, the, the good news for you is that that could be very short. And so we might have early lunch. Amen. Um, y'all win. No one said amen. It was a test. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It, everybody's like, oh, man. You know, it's like whenever, you know, Frank, I know he actually wants something, and I tell him, you know, no or whatever else, or, or something he doesn't really want, and I tell him we're not going to go do it. It's always like, okay. You know, but inside I know he's like, yes, yes, yes. Um. But I, but I really, I, I have, the Holy Spirit's kind of walked me through a process this week, and I, I've, I've had some things sitting on my spirit that I just don't feel, I say this a lot, but I just don't feel like it's quite there, um, things I thought maybe I would, I would deliver this week, and I just, it's, it's just not, it's not that time, it's not uh, the right moment, so it'd be more detrimental for me to, to say something like that now when it's out, outside of the timing that Yahweh wants it, and really, He just spoke to me about just going through this thought process I had this week. Um, but before I do that, I want to I add some clarification uh, to a couple of things. Um, and it's just kind of piggybacking on what my mom, uh, Mila, really? <laughs> so rude. It's just so rude. Um, no, real quick, that, that reminds me, when, if we're ever in a time of, of I want to I free the parents here a little bit. If we're ever in a time of things need to be quiet, like we really genuinely are family here. And I don't want you to just, you know, if your kid's going nuts, going crazy, whatever, like, you know, come on, let's control. But if, if your kid's talking, Frank's yelling at Eva during the time of quietness, Leo didn't share, you know. <laughs> They're kids and it's, it's all good. Like, don't, don't carry, I'm not worried about that, okay. Um, but... Uh, but just piggybacking on what my mom said, I, I felt this week, uh, just from questions I've got and different things like that, that, that I need to bring some clarification to um, two things I spoke about last week. Now, Ben spoke uh, last week, so if there's any clarification on the overall message, um, but with the, with the couple things I spoke, um, first being uh, the, the corporate sanctification is what I could call it. You know, that came from... That came from a few weeks ago. I spoke a message about Joshua, telling the story of Joshua. And when he was going to lead the Israelites across the Jordan, he came to those people and he said, Sanctify yourselves, for the Lord is going to do something uh, wondrous among you tomorrow. Um, and I felt just this call um, for us to, to, f- to find something that we need to, we need to sanctif- separate ourselves from, kind of consecrate ourselves, and, and because Yahweh's wanting to do something uh, wondrous among us. And so I gave that word, but I, I was very vague in it. I just, you know, just kind of threw that out there and said, let Holy Spirit show you what that is. Eva and I had been uh, walking through some things that, that Holy Spirit had shown us personally, but I don't, you know, when I come up here, I don't, I don't want to give a law. Really, I want to give an invitation, right? When the Holy Spirit gives you something, it's not that I come up here and say, y'all do this, all right? And what my mom just did, even though she, she's a salesperson there, uh, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a law. 
it's not do this or you're just out of the, out of the fold of Yahweh and you don't, you don't have you know, any place here. What, what it is is an invitation into something deeper. And you'll find in the kingdom especially a lot of people, a lot of people, will, will, they love the kingdom. They talk about deeper things, but the, the step into deeper things is where they kind of get a little tough. You know, it, it's, the invitation gets presented a lot of times, but the step is not easy to take because it usually inconveniences you or it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like. Um, so there is this, there is this call. And so this past, that last week, I, 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 it was almost like kind of like just thrown out there, I feel like. But I said something about uh, we need to corporately sanctify ourselves until this date, which I'm going to talk about uh, next. But but there, there's not, I, it, when I first spoke, I said there's no timetable. You have to figure that out. For Eva and I, there was a six-month period for something that was really weird that we were supposed to consecrate ourselves from. And, uh, and, and I said, you know, your timeline, whatever it might be, I just ask that you take that step. Well, last week I said, listen, until this date, which was the date of the hurricane, the anniversary of when Hurricane Michael hit and changed our whole world, that we were to, we were to corporately consecrate ourselves. And the, the, what I said was the news. I said news, just the, those negative thoughts and everything like that. And, and I mean, then we have a hurricane, you know, Category 5 out in the Atlantic, and everybody's like, well, so what you mean by that? So let me add some clarification in the sense of, you know, I, I appreciate so much when people, you know, take something that Holy Spirit's given me and they, and they believe it with all their hearts. But you also have wisdom, Okay, and and so sometimes when sometimes when there's a word given, what I actually meant by sanctify yourself from the news. So so let's let let me just say it like this: the hur- a hurricane category five in the Atlantic that's threatening the Florida coast. Pay attention, okay. <laughs> President Trump's latest tweet on foreign policy or the U.S. women's national team. Let's cut that one off for a, for a month, all right? Does that make sense? Like, we, we, do, we, we, we kind of, like, give ourselves to, to, the, to this political and really inferior governmental system that I really, it's, it's always something on my heart, but we, we just praise this thing and put this thing out there and just give so much to that thing. And I, and I feel like, really, there's some unrest that comes with it. Sewing into that just just takes some of the rest that you're not supposed to. You're, you're, we a lot of things that we just cry out to Yahweh for. We brought about ourselves. You know, we sewed into something that in that realm, in that inferior governmental system, these are the laws that exist. And when you put yourself in that and you sow into that, you reap what you sow. You know, sometimes it's simple, right? But I just felt this call that we are to consecrate ourselves, that we are to sanctify ourselves corporately. Again, an invitation into this. What, what is that thing that is, that is constantly in your ear? You allow in your ear, whether it be a, a Facebook news feed, the paper, uh, watching the news. A lot of people have that as a routine. I just get up, I turn on the news, I need to see what's going on in the day, and then I go about my day. <laughs> and then I was just thinking about holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, early in the morning, you know, it, what, what, do we st- what do we feed ourselves to start the day with? 
early in the morning, my song rises to thee. Let me just sing a song of praise and go ahead and sow into that system, sow into that peace. And so if that gives any kind of clarification on what, and, and I know it's still vague because holy, there is Holy Spirit and there is your own wisdom, but I, I, I invite you into this sanctification. I feel like there is something, I don't know what's going on, to be completely honest with you, but I have been so extremely excited about uh, fall. And I'm not a seasons person, you know, I, I believe in what Apostle Damon talks about, the seasons, and, you know, but, but naturally, I, and I'm, if I am a seasoned person, I'm a summer person. I love the beach, I love the boats, I love the fish, I love all that kind of stuff. I, I love the heat, um, so not as much when it gets to this point, but, <laughs> but, I, uh, but, but you know, I, I'm not one of those pe- people that's like, oh, pumpkins and boots and, you know. Orange, I, I don't really care about that stuff, but, but I'm so in my spirit, man, so excited about this fall and winter. I don't, this, in this end of the year, uh, of this year, I don't know what, what's coming, but I do believe that Yahweh is going to do something mighty among this people and in this land. And, and because that is what's going on in my spirit, there should be a reaction. There should be a response to that. And my response is that I'm to sanctify myself, that we're to sanctify ourselves. For Yahweh is going to do something wondrous among us. Amen. So that's the call to sanctification. Now, the next thing I did was I talked about a dream that I had. And, and really, I can give you just the natural portion of why I think I had this dream is kind of like obvious. I, I had an idea of the kids planting or just of planting new trees out there in that field. It was just a, you know, that would be a good thing to do. And I talked to Joanne about this and I was just saying, you know, I don't, haven't really, I don't know, but I just kind of, this was, a, I had this idea a while back. And we started, our first thing was, well, let's start researching trees that grow really fast that we can see, you know, that would be pretty and that we can enjoy and like, let's get them set up. So, uh, so that, that was probably the impetus for this dream. But a lot of times Holy Spirit actually puts those desires in your heart. And, it, and, and if you try to jump and make those things happen right away, you will, you'll miss the whole point of it. And, he, and, and, and I believe that Holy Spirit visited me in this dream that he came and gave me a little bit more of a blueprint just by a vision. And, um, and, it's, and it was this. It was that, that, I, that I was here and I was anointing the kids, the, uh, our kids here. I was anointing them. I anointed their heads. And then it was as if we were transported over to this field or a field. I'm not really sure. It wasn't specific. But they were laying their hands on the ground. And out of the ground came four oak trees. I don't like oak trees, okay, because we've had them at our house, and there's so many acorns everywhere, and you can't do your lawn or whatever, but there were four oak trees that came out of the ground. I don't know why four. Maybe some of you prophetic people have a, you know, reason for that, whatever. For that purpose, it just was four oak trees. The kids had anointed the ground, and out out of the leaves and the fruit that came off of that, it started to touch the ground, and this actual area was started to heal. Like visually, like things started to change, and so I woke up and I was like, "Well, that's amazing," but I don't know what it means. So, in yes, last week I just felt that okay, I'm to anoint these kids. So they came up here way more than I thought we even had, and we started to anoint them. and And I want you to know if if uh, if your child wasn't here or you weren't here or you know uh, you missed it in some form or fashion and want to want to be a part of that. I, 
I believe that we're going to do this on the 10th as well. So October 10th is the, uh, is the date of the, um, it's the, that's the right, that's the right date. One year since Hurricane Michael hit this, uh, this land. And, um, and I believe that on that day, I think is a Thursday, we're going to gather. And I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Over these next few weeks, I will give clarification. We'll talk about this. I think it's going to be bigger than what I think right now. I really do. I think it's going to be a big, big deal. Um, but we're going to gather, and, and our, our kids are going to plant these four oak trees. So, um, so I, that, again, vague. I'm not sure exactly what it looks like, but it's a big deal. And we need to, I believe, with everything within me, and I don't know how, to, I think my mom did a better job of probably even expressing it than I can, but I, this is a huge thing, whether it's the run uh, whether it's just getting yourself uh, separated for a moment, separating yourself, instead of doing the, the news in the morning, do a prayer. Let's not let prayer go into that whole thing of Christian religious stuff, but see it as a powerful tool for a son to utilize, um, that, that, we're, that we're to do that. Amen? Okay. I hope I clarified it somewhat. I know that. There's no question <laughs> at this point in time. Um, so um, the thought, I guess it's a thought. I just say it like that because it just is so different than what I've had. It, it's more of an experience. But this past week, um, I want to talk about this, this hurricane that's been brewing out in the, uh, in the Atlantic. And I'll be honest with you, right, it's hard for me to talk about it without getting emotional right now. And this morning when we, were, when we were singing, that's what kept coming up in my, in my mind. But it's not for the reasons that I think you might think automatically. Because it was from a process that I walked through this week. And um, I, I was, when I started to first here four or five days ago, when, when everything started to, to come, come up about this hurricane and it's going to be a big deal and it's coming straight for Florida and it could even be one of those ones that passes Florida and gets in the Gulf and comes right up back into the panhandle. And, you know, it could be all these, th- th- that was all the projections. And, you know, they had those spaghetti plots. We're all meteorologists these days that went like this, you know, like everywhere. is like, well, you never know, you know, like better get ready. And, uh, and I, and I was sitting there, and, I, and I'll, I'll just be honest with you, my response, what, I could not, I could not bring myself to speak to that storm, to, to pray over. I wanted to. If you remember when, when, um, when Hurricane Michael hit, and this is, this is a family conversation here, but when, when Hurricane Michael hit, I, I made this statement because I was really frustrated, and I just and it was it. T- I still stand by it was stupid people making stupid statements for sure. But they said this thing about that the reason that the hurricane, if if Apostle Ball would have been standing in this ground, that hurricane wouldn't have hit this land. I know ridiculous, ridiculous statement, especially if you're here today. And then there was there was another group that said, you know, really that's judgment on on how how things were transitioned. I know, it's, you wouldn't think, and don't sit here and be like, I know who said that. No, you don't. <laughs> just, just stop, stop. 
<laughs> for real, just stop. I know uh, so many people sitting there chairs like, oh, yep, yep, got them. No. If you think it's them, it's not them. So here we go. Mo- moving into something different is, is that, so, so, I, so I had this, I had this, this, this thing, but you know, the truth is that when I, when I first said that, I made that statement very boldly. Like that is absolutely, that's not what Yahweh wanted. But if I'm honest with you, I carried that with me for months as a leader, as somebody that's young into this thing and, and is kind of figuring some things out. I care. Would, would it have been different? Would it have been different? And I know you can sit here and say, no, no, but you, the mind is a funny thing. And so, so, and, and, and so all of a sudden now this storm and something that I had pushed down comes back up. What would Apostle do? What would it have looked like back in the day? And I had, if I could call it anything, I could say it would be Apathy. I was, I had no desire. I would sit in my, in my truck and I was driving and I'd be like, all right, I want to speak to this thing and I want to see something take place. And let me say this real quick. This, what I have to say does not mean if I, you know, sometimes we, when someone says something, we immediately go, well, I was doing it the wrong way. I, I missed it. I missed, no, this is sometimes, you know, Yeshua shows up to me a lot as Rabboni, or Rabboni, which is teacher. He teaches me some things, and, and sometimes it's just the grace that I've been given in that moment that doesn't necessarily, trust me, if a hurricane's coming right here, I'm going to be digging my feet into the sand and trying to pray and, and get this thing out of here. I'm not, but, but in this moment, I, I just did not have, I, I had no idea. I was feeling different. There was something weird, and I could not get myself to come to the place where I was just going to pray and pray. I could not. I talked to Eva. I told Eva. I sat there. I said, I don't know why I feel weird, but I just can't. I can't even, I don't even, I can't even, other people have come to me and told me their words about this and what they're declaring. I had multiple people say that stuff to me. I've been listening to people say things, and I just could not come to the place of caring almost, is what I would have to say, just to be, just to kind of give you where I was at. And, uh, and so I, I took that before the Lord. I just said, I just kind of got away, and I, and I, in the mornings, I would, I would get with Yahweh, and I just said, you know, what, what is this? Why do I feel this way? Why, why can't I feel that authority rise up within me? And why can't I just speak to this storm and make something happen, Yahweh? And I got two words that came back, and it was rest and authority. Rest and authority. A biblical way to say that would be government and peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Rest and authority. And I was like, well, I would like to use some of that authority now that we have that cleared up and like I said speak to this storm and he said rest in authority I need you seated in rest I need you seated in rest what you what you're feeling is not apathy it's rest and uh it, it's still it, it messed with me because like well that's that's great but I don't I I mean, it just, it just feels strange. It feels out of the ordinary that I can't speak to this thing, that I can't. It, it, listen, I could get up there and go, you know, storm, go this way, or go out there and blow and do some dance or whatever it might be that I know a lot of people probably already did this week. But we, 
but like we, but, but it just wasn't there within me. And he says, rest in authority. Rest, not in authority, rest and authority. And I started to realize that really what has happened to me, what has happened to me from my response in a storm, and again, your response too, but this is, this is the, I'm talking about me. Again, I'm talking about the process here for me is that a, a long time ago, about a year ago, it seems like way longer than that. <laughs> about a year ago, I made a choice. I made a choice to not feed into that mindset and that fear and that doubt. Has, have the days been difficult? The days have been super difficult. Has it been confusing? Super confusing. Have I had doubt? A lot of it. Naturally. But because I made a choice in that day, I, I believe that my heart was conditioned in a moment and the authority that, that existed within that heart wasn't actually for me. <laughs> I have such a compassion this morning for the Bahamas. I have such a heart for the east coast of Florida. And I don't even know if this thing's going to hit, but in that moment, at that time, I, I did not care about the panhandle. Because I, I truly believe, I truly believe that Yahweh has this complete, I walk through something and I truly believe that we are taken care of. Not that the storm's not going to hit, but I'm starting to see success less like the absence of a storm and more of the presence of the peace. That Yeshua was not absent from a storm, but he was filled with peace. In the storm, he actually slept, and it gave him the authority to speak to the storm in the future. And I started to feel this thing rise up within me. And I, I mean, I was having visions of people's houses being destroyed, trees being down, and not here, but there. And I, was, I could not stop crying. And I have, I've had trouble not crying when I think about the Bahamas getting smashed by a Cat 5 hurricane this morning. And what rises up within me is that I speak peace over those leaders. I speak, I know you need to walk through this today. I don't know why I don't understand this, but, but you know what? I speak peace over you. And the authority that I've been given, the, the heart condition that I have, I speak peace over the leaders. I speak peace over the families. I speak, I speak a, a, a rooted in, in, in understanding that Yahweh has this, that there's a, there's a spirit rising up over that, that area that, that they haven't even seen. Like this is gonna do great things. Ben talks about to me lately that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and that there's something you get in the valley of the shadow of death that you couldn't have got if you didn't walk through it. And so I just have felt this super compassion rising up within me. And I was reminded because I listened to the First Fruits message that my mom was just actually talking. It was First Fruits that I was talking about, the pulling of the generations. I was, uh, I, was, I was listening to it, and I was reminded about Juneteenth. Do y'all remember that I talked about Juneteenth? Four people, yes. <laughs> Cha-cha. June 19th, let me remind you. June 19th. June 19th, 1865. General Granger rode into Galveston, Texas, with his army to make the, uh, to make the announcement that all slaves are now free men. 
it followed two years after the 1863 signature of the Emancipation Proclamation. A two-year gap. But see, even the, the signature lacked the authority and in, 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 in implementation of, of what was been given. And I feel like believers, so many of us are stuck in that two-year gap. Freedom that has been paid, freedom that we should have, but, but, there's, but there's, a, there's a tying up in our mind. There's something in our mind that has not freed us from this. And, and so Yahweh, Yeshua started to show me some things, and I, I, I just... I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying to, pro- again, process this. I wrote some things down just to try to keep me on track because I knew this would be kind of everywhere this morning. But let's, let's just, I'm going to read this. I'm going to stop trying to explain some things. My, my, my point here, what sometimes we use the authority that we have within us. We use it, we think, for ourselves, but we're actually meant to use it for others. A king or a leader does not possess authority for him to edify himself. In fact, if that becomes the, the focus, he's taken, that authority is usually taken from him. And I believe it's the same way in the kingdom. Galatians says this, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. The, <laughs> Later on in that, in that same chapter, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. Keep helping me. We all know it, see? Yeah, for sure, we're all on this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, um, gentleness, long-suffering, all of these things that are, let me just, let me go through this, because this is, this is, this is really important. It's hard to remember whatever song I learned uh, to get them. Yeah, you have to like sing it. All right, so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let that challenge you real quick. I've found today that the simplest things that I learned as a kid are what comes back and challenges me as an adult. Because you know what this talks about? This, ta- this says that these are the fruits. This is the fruit of the man that walks in the Spirit. We have the evidence of tongues, but I know a lot of people that can speak in tongues all day long and are the most miserable people I think I've met and that have a lot of hate in their heart towards people. And I don't know that I can go through this list and say that I feel this way all the time. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The response of a righteous man. The fruits of this. Are you walking in the Spirit? Well, look at the fruit. Simple. Just let that, like for real, let that sit in for just a second. Think about your own life and how we've responded to certain situations. This has challenged me because it's, but the reason for this is it says, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty, or other, uh, other way to say that is freedom. Only do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Though I have the gift of prophecy... 
and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. Though I have faith that can move a mountain, yet I have not love, I am nothing. I've said that a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right, right now today, I'm bringing us back to simplicity. I'm bringing us back to fall in love with the simple gospel, the simple word, because within that foundation is such depth that Yahweh is going to take us. So, so fruits of the Spirit there. And so I, this is what I truly believe about the storm. This is what I found myself saying. Do I, do I believe that, that a storm is ever going to come and destroy this land like it did? Within me, no, I don't. But I can promise you this. I'm not going to be one of those that says, I, I can't take it if it does. Because if I make that statement, I can't take it. And I promise you that I will stay seated in my seat. And I'll make the same choice again if it were to come. But because I have that peace and that authority, you know what I want to do is I want to give that. Freed people, free people. People that have been brought into liberty should be those that are freeing others. That he sets the captives free and so do I. That there has to be a a shifting of our minds in, in situations like this. I know the start, the initial thing. And for all this, this message works for us because every one of us thought that, that thought, please God, I just got the drywall in. <laughs> I had a friend that literally just got his roof on 10 months after the hurricane. Please don't let that happen absolutely natural and and right response. But I believe we're going to start to be rooted in such rest that it doesn't matter if a storm comes or it doesn't because the success, a righteous man does not measure the success by the absence of the storm, but the presence of peace. And in a moment where we, where we experience something that seems like the worst thing that could have hit us, when we see something that, that just does not look like the way we planned it, and things don't happen the way we, we had seen them mapped out for years. And it doesn't look like the word he gave me years ago. I count it all joy. Because ultimately, he's got this thing. There's, there's uh, these scriptures in Matthew, um, two different chapters that are actually kind of back to back. And one of them talks about uh, prayer. And it says, when Yeshua says, don't pray in repetition. Don't say things the same. Don't keep asking for. Yahweh knows what, what you need. And a little bit later, it, it starts to talk about uh, ask consistently. <laughs> I love the Bible because it contradicts itself so hard sometimes. But the truth is, is that within those contradictions, sometimes is the deepest revelation. And, there's, and, there's, and it's not really contradictory. It's both and. I, I, Apostle Damon always says, he'll ask questions and then he says, uh, you know, which one is it? And the answer to any, if you ever come in contact, if he ever asks you a question, just say yes. The answer is yes. Because both and. But the, what he's talking about is, is, you know, there's things that we need personally. There are things like we need to pay the bills. You know, we need health. We need, you know, certain things. We, there are things that we need to walk. And I believe that what he's saying here is Yahweh's got that. Listen, I know the, the need of your heart, I, or I, need, I know the need of your life, right? I, I, I've got you. I've got that. 
But then there are some things that we ask in peace that might be a dream or a word or a vision for the, for the hope of the future that he actually is given that you're, out of peace, there's an authority there that you are to pray consistently, that you are to push for this thing, that you are to gather and run the grounds and to believe in something like that. I, I would use this analogy of my son, Leo. It's his birthday today. He's two. And so we're super excited. Leo's, he's amazing. I mean, I, I know everybody laughs because I always make the joke about Leo and how, you know, crazy and difficult he is. But my life is so much funnier and uh and full of joy because of that boy. And I, I love him so, so much. I had to wake up in the bed next to him this morning because he would not stop crying last night. I don't know why. It's just typical going into two. And here we go. Um, but, uh, but I woke up this morning next to him and I just, man, I just I love him so much. And I just, he just brings me so, so much joy, as do all my kids. But I just, this morning, I'm super thankful for my, my Leo. Um, God, I'm emotional this morning. Um, but uh, Leo always wants, I mean, he, if, we, if we go to the grocery store, he wants to help me carry the groceries. Getting, and I mean, he's strong. Y'all know my story. He's, he's strong, but he, he's not going to be able to carry the, the milk in the bag. Like, that's not going to take place. So we've come to a compromise where I, where I hold the bag and I allow him to hold the bag too. And so he helps me with the groceries. And a lot of times I'll be, I'll have the, you know how like Eva's the worst about this, but if you, if you, you feel like I have to grab every bag out of the back of this car and you're like, Eva used to do this thing to me when we lived in a condo that was 15 stories up and I was, and I would be, she'd come from the grocery store, never called me. Okay. There was an understand that I was not, I, w- I didn't do anything wrong here. But Eva comes home, and she and I hear boom, boom, boom on the door, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I come open. She's sweating. She's got these bags of groceries, and she's like, hi. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> because she was going, put herself through that. It was all of a sudden my fault. Is it true? It's true. But Leo's desire is to, he, he wants to carry the groceries for daddy. I want to do it. I want to do it. But Leo's not ready for that. And daddy has to walk with him in that. And I just saw this analogy this morning thinking about this, this, this concept. But in this scripture, he's, he's talking about there are some dreams I've put in your heart. And there's some things that as a king in this earth, you're to speak into, into existence and consistently pray into existence. And they might not take place right then. But what I'm doing is, is I'm, I'm walking it out with you. And one day, Leo's not going to need daddy's help to carry those groceries. No question. I'm going to need his help. He's a brute. And, I just, and, I, and so, so, I, so I just see this, this, uh, this importance of, of, of prayer right now. I, I, I just like setting ourselves up in this sanctification time that we're to pray that we are to, again, don't let that go into to Christian zone. And not just Christian zone, because, you know, I follow Yeshua, I'm, but, but like religion. Like, I feel like sometimes we go to this place, like, I don't, you know, I, I, I declare, I make declarations. That's what I do. No, I, he wants you to go and pray for some things. Pray for the healing of the Bahamas. Yeah. 
speak life over them, but pray for them. Pray for their leaders. Pray for those, those that are about to have to make some big decisions and go through something that you went through yourself, Cat 5, hitting you directly. I don't even know if it's on track for, is it still on track for the Bahamas? Whatever it might be. Okay, it's going, it's on track for the Bahamas. 24 hours. Oh, it's going to hit them for 24 hours. 180 mile per hour winds. If that doesn't get some compassion rising up within you, you're free. You walk through something. It's not for you. The authority that we have is not for us just to say, I hope that thing doesn't hit the panhandle. It's to speak over this land that's out there that's getting pummeled and saying, I speak over those children that are about to see something that they should not have to see, that, that, the, the, that their parents are about to lose homes, lose trees, whatever it might be, but that we have a heart of compassion that came from a response that we had a year ago. We walk through something and we have authority to deal with something that's happening right now. I hope you can see this the way I am. I don't know if I'm doing a good job of explaining it, but I feel this so hard this morning. You see, our, our, I feel like a, a big issue that we have is when we do stuff like anoint kids or we do stuff, I speak about the next generation, we think, what about me? Well, so does that mean my time's already passed? Sometimes you have to give up your identity and your call and your purpose for something bigger than you. And I'm going to tell you what he's going to do is come in and he's going to identify you in a way that you never could have walked in if you wouldn't have just been more focused on what he's calling today. And so when I anoint the kids and I, and I say they're going to speak over this land and, and we're about the next generation, you understand that your identi- identity is coming through in that. Jeff's identity is coming through with his son playing that piano the way he does and his son going off to school and starting to do things in music that are beyond any of us today. And, and, and so there's, there's, there's such a, there's such a, a need for us. And I don't, can't answer this for you or tell you this, what's going to look like, but that we separate ourselves from this me consciousness, this everything is about me and I need to get my stuff fixed and I need to have this done and start to have a vision for the kingdom and the ongoing word and understand, stop praying for the same things. He knows what you have need of and start to put your consistent prayer in something that's bigger than you and bigger than today. That's what this is about. I want to take this a step further because this challenges me. Again, simple things that we hear, but living it is a different ball game. It's a different, it's, anyways. This is Matthew 5, verse 44. But I say to you, let me back up. 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, 
and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. We've heard that. Don't do it most of the time, but we've heard that. But let, this, is, this is where it got me. 45 after it says, then it says, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Now, I know that what I'm talking about today is not about, like, let's pray over our enemies and everything, but what I want to, how much much more important is it for us to, to, to go this route, to separate ourselves from our own emotions and our own things? Because the result, it says in Scripture, is that you will be identified as sons. What are we moving into? A deeper revelation, a deeper identity as sons in this earth. What in Romans 8 that we quote all day long, every day, all the time, especially in moments like this for the earth, is groaning and travailing for the sons to be revealed. But we look at this and say, I'm going to talk about things. I'm just going to post things about political stuff. I'm gonna, that's like what I said about Stone the other day. When have you taken those things into prayer? When have you prayed? What would open up for us in a day like this, in a time like this, when we focused on the Bahamas, not saying that they hate us. I'm just saying, I'm using this as an example. You get me? This is a thought process I've been going through all week. But taking things of people that are actually our enemies, people that we talk about on a daily basis, people that, what if, what if we just, what if our heart was to pray? What if we actually exercise the gifts, the fruits of the Spirit? The simple things, because yeah, we can know all the knowledge. We can have all, all the mysteries. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He's not, the scripture's not saying no. Don't, it's not saying don't fathom all, don't desire to know the mysteries. Don't desire to have faith that can move mountains. There's scriptures that talk about that, right? But it's saying, but if it is not first rooted in love, if you can sit here and pray for every need that you have, but you have, then you go around and talk about your enemies and the thing, people that have spoken against you and you have that heart against them, or you can sit here and pray for the panhandle and hashtag 850 strong and hashtag panhandle strong and hashtag whatever, you know, and pray for us, which we care about this. It's not wrong, but we don't have a compassion and a heart. I believe we're, we're actually utilizing our authority for something it was never meant to be in. Yahweh's got you. You focus, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. So first focus on the kingdom. First focus on the next generation and the ongoing word, and then let him take care of you. Am I getting through to you at all with this? All right, I promise short. I want to close with uh, something. Y'all stand with me. All right. Yeshua. How many times did he pray for himself? Eva said one, 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 one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I say one. It could be more. It could be five. But the, the point is, is that Yeshua, most of the time, what is he using his authority for? Others. And again, we, we, this can be simple to you and be like, well, <laughs> let's say something a little bit deeper. Let's go a little deeper here, Mark. No, I, 
if we can't get this, then we can't go anywhere else. And I feel a call back to this. So I, I, there's a heart here that we have to get. I want to read this, uh, Yeshua's prayer, one of his last. <clears throat> These things I have spoken to you. That's not it. Sorry. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you. As you have given me the authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Okay, so let's see how long it lasted for him speaking of himself. Yeshua spoke these words and lifted up his eyes. Ready? Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that I may also glorify you. That's, this prayer is long. That's the start of it. That's all he says. Then he comes into this thing of, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given to me. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had within you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. I love this. Apostle Damon always brings this up of like his success was, he was successful and he only had 12. Well, he was successful because who who he, he said, the men who you've given to me. Not that I did all this, it's the men you've given to me and you put in my path I was faithful over. If he puts in your heart that you're to speak over the Bahamas or you're to pray over the Bahamas or speak over your enemies, man, I would, I would take heed. And I feel this within me. Again, this is my process this morning. I hope it speaks to you, but this is my process this morning. It's selfish, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. yours. You, you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given, them, I have given to them the words which you have given me and they have received them. And have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I kept. And none of them I lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and, I, and these things I speak to the world, and that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have, I also have sent them into the world. 
And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by truth. One of the themes that I love about this morning that I've seen from Regina and, uh, and my mom who, who's read scripture is that they, they, they took something that it was like Yeshua was speaking something or I don't remember exactly what they were, but it was, it was about someone else. But then there was a turn into you. You know, that, that even within the Bible, there exists scriptures. Yeshua was talking about us long before we were here. And so this, script, this is where this prayer shifts and it comes towards us. And it says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me and that the glory which you gave me I have given them that they may be one just as we are one, I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Amen. I, uh, I just wanted to bring that out. It's one of, I, I love to read that, that scripture to myself and just to, to remember again just how Yeshua saw me and the responsibility that starts to come on top of me and in, in that I have to I have to exercise who exercise him within me. That there's a reason that whenever I, I should rejoice in the fact that when it, there's a storm coming, I can't I don't I don't know what is it? Rest and authority. It's the same response he had. Out of the rest comes authority. I say this all the time, but I, I truly want to know because I believe that this getting through to you. I believe Yahweh is going to start showing us some things as it pertains to prayer and a life of prayer, and, and that some of the stuff that Yahweh is starting to show me that I. But it's not. It's not. It's not today. But I. But I will say that I believe that we need to sanctify ourselves in this time, leading up to October 10th, and, and, and pray, and believe this thing deeper than, than just natural things. This isn't church. I don't know if you recognize that when you walked in, and we were singing and lingering for like 45 minutes, and nobody's doing it. We're not, we're, not in a, we're not in the performance business. We're in the kingdom business of what Yahweh wants to do, and how Holy Spirit leads this family, and that's not necessarily about growth and doing all these things, but I'm telling you, through what we have here and through the authenticity of the realness that we have in this room right now and with this family and what Yahweh's doing, so many wondrous things are about to be done in this, in this house. Yes. Go ahead. I won't be long, but I have to um, just confirm Yahweh, and I just probably is going on with more than me, uh, but as a confirmation that Holy Spirit has, this is exactly where he's had me, just completely turning my prayer time upside down. You know, I grew up in Pentecost. I mean, I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
I have walked in that. I know that was always important, but it has, it has flipped in me to a place of, I don't pray in the spirit to get something done. I don't pray in the spirit to stop the storm. I don't pray in the spirit to get us through a difficult time, um, you know, in our, my body or my husband's body or something. I don't do that. I pray in the spirit because it's a, it puts me in a relationship with Yahweh it, because I'm a spirit being at my core. And that's the thing that I connect with Yahweh God Almighty with. But out of that, he has brought me to a place of complete silence. And that is the, one of the hardest things that I have ever done for myself. But in that, he has shown me that there is an authority that I have out of that, that complete silence with him. And, um, and he, he, one of the things that he reminded me, because I've just been thinking about this, I was like, it's so unbelievable. I mean, I was in my pool listening to a podcast it was not the podcast I thought. It, I just went to a completely different place, and I was like, this is just so crazy where I've been this week. And he reminded me of a time when I taught school, and I taught third grade for uh, 10 years. <clears throat> One of the, you know, your voice of authority, um, I mean, we, we hear that, um, you know, as a parent, you use that strong voice. You know, if you're, their child is running into the, to the, out in the parking lot, and you're, you your voice, hopefully, you've established that when you give that command, they stop, at least stop for a minute and look. Um, but the relationship doesn't come out of yelling and screaming and, and that kind of thing all day. It comes out of those intimate times with your child in your, your lap and speaking to their, you know, and that, that's where the relationship comes out of. But he reminded me of the thing that always, always worked with a rambunctious class. Not me standing up there going, you know, demanding everybody to be quiet, you know, and this. It's when I went to the light switch and I just switched it off. I cannot tell you, and some of you I've taught you, it, I was, I remember thinking, I can't believe this works. Still works. (laughs) It never failed to work. And there, and it just reminds me of, it is not about the, the boisterous praying in tongues. I do that because I pray in tongues because that's my language to Yahweh, my maker. But out of those quiet times, and I, I mean, I just see myself even in this prayer time, I'm probably going to be quiet. I don't know, but I know that I'm in a different place and, and it's, and it's in this relationship thing that, that I've that I am just now walking into, and it's changing the authority that I have, you know, in a quiet kind of way. You know, I don't have to, to belt it to have authority over something. You know, it's out of that relationship that I have with him. Amen. So, uh, that's, that's so good. And there's... I, it's funny, I, I remember one time I spoke about, I had, this was like a, last year sometime, I spoke about just do something, there needs to be something different. I think it was a time I had everybody move, you know, let's just move chairs, like that was going to do something amazing. It just really opened things up. But I felt good about it then. Um, but the next day, 
uh, I was getting Frank dressed and I, I put out his pants and I didn't even realize that I was conditioned to this, but all of a sudden he puts his other leg in first and I about fell over. It was just like something like, do, he just did something different, not because I said that, but just that's probably Yahweh showing me something. But anyways, I, I think that, I think that anytime there's, there's an invitation into something different and deeper, we should say yes. And not, don't try to figure it out, just say yes, you know? Good. Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> but in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto Yahweh. And what's the response? Peace of God. His peace, which surpasses all understanding, guards our hearts and our minds through Christ Yeshua. Take that with you this week. Um, I, I, I hope that I, I was able to piece some of this stuff together. But I, again, I just want to walk you through my own personal thought process. Don't let it be condemnation if you, if you di- uh, approach this storm or whatever else differently. Let it be an invitation or just understand that this was a process that Yahweh was walking me through to show me some things. So um, I love you so much. I'm so thankful to be a part of this house and y'all to show up and to be here and believe in this and to, and to believe in the words that we activate things that like, that's not just my mom. I know I, I say those things, but I know so many times when I've spoken a word or been spoken a word or anybody's spoken a word in here, we're not the people that just, all right, cool. That was great. That we actually activate that within our lives and realize that this is a stream that Yahweh's put us in and a life source. So I thank you for your faithfulness and love you. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.